Welcome to the Morning Show with Ryan and Taylor. It is September 18th in Sydney, Australia. The point of the, the, the Morning Show here is to talk to my friend Ryan about our thoughts and feelings about the week. Ryan, how are you? What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? How was your week? Good morning, Taylor. Uh, thoughts, feelings about the week. It was, uh, it felt pretty kind of, felt pretty fast. Um, I don't know if I was particularly busy, but uh, you know what? I was. I filled it in with a lot of like catching up. Like during the workday and even you know outside of it, it's like just catching up with people. I've been feeling pretty, pretty isolated and lonesome lately, and so it's been nice to just uh, check in with folks, friends and family, chosen family, that sort of thing. Most it's mostly friends and chosen family, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So had a few chats with some mutual friends of ours, and uh, it was nice to just catch up, uh, and it felt a little bit less um, awful. Just uh, kind of less awful than the previous week. Yeah, somehow I guess. Um, okay. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it's just a matter of sort of building resilience to. And I know this whole period of you yeah. know suffering and and numbness is 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 a matter of building resilience. But yeah, it's been it's been all right. Um, and uh, I don't know. It, it's weird. Like it's fall here and it's September and we're kind of kind of breezing through it. And I have to think about vacations and i don't know later in the fall and sort of uh seemingly mundane which i think is sort of it's frightening that it's that like yeah things like that um mm. but there are still things i feel like that are in the pipeline like i don't know holidays um i got on trips holiday yeah i don't know yeah, yeah. so uh yeah so yeah I, I i'm 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 doing all right thoughts thoughts and feelings have yep. been like a uh, as usual, I think kind of like manic and depressive. Um, and I don't sure. say that from a clinical lens. I say that just like, yeah, experientially, just highs and lows. <laughs> um, haven't been paying attention to the news lately. Haven't been paying yeah. attention to my social media. I took a, uh, I, I kept that dark up until probably 10 or 20 minutes ago and it's already bleak so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we gotta get off these things yeah they're, they're we, we really good. do um your know, biggest development this week for me i went back to my local library i have shunned it hey. for the yeah the, the duration the, the yeah the, the tenure of the pandemic and as soon as i go in they're like hey can like am i do i still have an active like card or whatever like no it's been expired for years and they you know they go through the whole like sign this and here and there and of course like you go in and it's the library's in the mo- in the in the midst of being reshelved and it's just in shambles so i can't find anything and i have to you know get the librarian who like you know like creakily is like the, the oldest person uh in 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 the world and sort of takes their time dragging me through the aisles until they find something and they couldn't find it so they almost started singing the alphabet song um yeah yeah that was wow. yeah that was today that was today okay wow yeah wow. yeah yeah i love libraries oh. libraries are the coolest thing i, I every city i go mm-hmm. to i try to go mm-hmm. to the library mm-hmm. and like see what what's up i just absolutely love libraries i had forgotten how life affirming they are not just yeah. the access to knowledge but of course like it's it's other things right it's technology it's like the it's yeah. a, it's a quiet it's a it is a public space that is quiet actually quiet yes yeah yeah um it's like the one it's like the public service mm-hmm, it's like whatever mm-hmm, you need mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm, library mm-hmm, can do it for you mm-hmm, it's a place mm-hmm, to get mm-hmm. notarized and get tax advice yeah. and like to print uh, stuff things and, and i yeah i've been going to fedex stuff you know how hard it is to get a printer <laughs> yeah. and ink it's expensive it is expensive <laughs> yeah um 
Yeah, uh, media to like like DVDs and then and then new. Th it's all there's. Yeah, and you can get, utilize the interlibrary loan, so you never have to like go to just one library. It can just be a one-stop shop. I. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I really took it for granted, and now. Uh. Yeah. It's also I think really interesting to go to a place that you've grown up, like going to, and then like oh I remember when like I would go to the children's section in the bottom floor and it's just, it's, it's, it's a little weird. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was probably the neatest thing I've done today and probably this week. So, but cool. enough about the me. Yeah, the library trip. So um, Taylor, how, how are you, what, what's going on? Your thoughts and feelings about this week? Again, good morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning. Uh, good evening. Um, yeah, things are things are things are fine. Uh, the big the big movement is that my visa application has been submitted. So that means that I don't have to worry or do any more paperwork about that. I mean, I still have to worry because the government can do whatever they want. They can say no, um, but they probably won't, and they have no reason to. So yeah, that's 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 the big thing checked off the list, and hopefully that means I'll have two years. Uh, but we'll 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 celebrate when we get the okay, when we get the actual yes. That's when I'll celebrate and feel good. Um, until then, we must uh, practice temperance. We cannot feel good. Um. <laughs> I've been playing. I've been, I've been playing this game. Right? We talk a lot about video games. I've been playing a lot more video games nowadays because it's lockdown. All right, so I've been I've picked up this game called Umarangi Generation. Umarangi that's kind Generation. Of my, okay, okay. That, that's like my current outlet. It's it's not relaxing. Okay, all right. <laughs> Umarangi Generation is a photography game. So mm. the mechanics are like a first person shooter, but you have a camera. You have a certain amount of film, and you have many kinds of lenses. And I, I picked it up at first because I really wanted to like develop a deeper understanding of the mechanics of photography because. I have a camera, I go out in the woods to take pictures of animals, but I don't really know how my camera works. I keep things on auto, and I, I have a nice zoom lens, and that's about all, all I do. So I wanted to pick up this game to like have a deeper appreciation of the art of photography. Okay, the game does that extremely well. Like There's so many options and lenses and sliders and f-stops and contrasts and all of these really cool things, and it sort of gives you like a little, you're a, a it's three-dimensional level, you're a, First person, you're moving around, there's like limited jump, there's limited movement options, but you're using this limited set of movement options to get photographs of certain things. So they develop game mechanics around this. Like Pokemon Snap has this really dumb, simple, simple way to right. check if a Pokemon is in the frame, right? And then it makes some calculations based on the size. Okay, okay. This game is, is like, hey, photography is art, and art is whatever you want it to be, so there's no good or bad, but here are some objectives to move you through the story. And those objectives are built around the limitations that you have as a photographer in this game. So hmm. one of them is you have a, a telephoto lens, which means your zoom is really far, and then a goal would be to like get 10 solar panels in one shot. So that becomes difficult because you're zoomed in so much that you can't fit everything in the one shot. So you have to go to a place in the map such that you can fit the solar panels all in one shot. So it's like really like clever, interesting level design. Yeah, like that's that. really puzzly. As a yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a puzzle. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Uh, there's also a time limit, which always stresses me out because I'm never gonna make the time limit because it's the first time playing the game and I don't know where to. I don't even know what I'm looking for yeah, at yeah, first. Yeah. And there's a little bit of that. Yeah, it's forcing like you to speed like, run even though you have nothing to speed through, right? Or you don't want to speed through, or like it. It's like a bonus objective, but mm. it's right there in the top left corner and it's always there. I mean, that, this is a minor nitpick. Um, okay. But it does have all of these like little. This is an indie game made by one person, and it has all these little. You know, we just call them janky. It's just like the little things that don't feel totally right. But the whole idea is really good. Okay, but the whole crux of the the thing is that you're a photojournalist in a time of conflict in 2035. Oh. I think in New Zealand. Uh, the developer is, I believe they're indigenous. They're definitely from New Zealand and studied Aboriginal studies. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. This is a world in which... This is an end of the world kind of game, but it's really close to. You see the same sort of rhetoric. Do you mind spoilers? Are we gonna spoil no, this? No, but I, yeah, no, but yeah, no, no, I, I don't mind spoilers. In fact, you know, of course, I'm gonna like go on YouTube and like you know go down mm-hmm. the rabbit hole as to the um, yeah. gameplay experience. But yeah, no, yeah, hit me. All right, so this is the end of the world, and there's graffiti everywhere, and you're sort of in like the UN is sort of occupying the city. To, with with giant walls uh, and so there's like property of the UN everywhere and then there's the, the first place you start is like a UN camp and it's like a military camp and and there's just like graffiti everywhere that's like the UN stole by life like my, my dealer is my healer like it's what you know happens to soldiers and like what you know it happens in real life uh, and then you go to the city level and there's like graffiti there's like um, graffiti where somebody had died as a part of an uprising to prevent the overtake of something a part of the city. So there's a lot of like vigils. One of the the goals is to take a picture of 15 candles, which is like another kind of tricky thing, but like really makes you engage with like the death that's surrounding in this. And then there's uh, a, a gr- another piece of graffiti that's like, it, it's only the weather, it's only climate, it's only kaiju. And then that's when you learn that like this world is being attacked by Godzilla monsters that are coming out of the ocean kind of as like <sighs> Earth retribution. And like, yes. And then it's like, so you're engaging with all of this. What a twist. <sighs> yeah. So I just, I'm just at the third or fourth level where you start to see the kaiju. Oh my um, gosh. And there's a lot that I don't know. So there's there's uh, blue bottles, which you're not supposed to take pictures of. Blue bottles are like jellyfish that uh-huh. that are around Australia and uh, New Zealand. I'm sure that has like cultural significance. There's a lot of um, indigenous New Zealander language everywhere. So it's definitely a story about mm-hmm. that. And there's no, it's not, it's an environmental storytelling. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm still like putting all the pieces together and I haven't finished the game. Um, there's like advertisements that are, there's an advertisement this game is so angry like i think huh. of this is like a, just somebody who's really frustrated with the state of the world there's posters everywhere that are it's 2035 so there's posters to go to mars to colonize mars for a new start on the world be a part of the new generation um there's posters that are like uh uh bloodhound lawyers anti uh anti-compensation experts like um 
Well, it's just like it's just like everything our society says without it being on a poster. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna. I mean, the, I was as you know, as you're layering all of these insights and kind of discoveries about the game. I, you know, I was gonna ask about the tone and its sense of world building and atmosphere and lore because it sounds like. I mean, I mean, I don't know. On principle, dystopian kind of uh, set adventures or sci-fi, you know, lends itself to politicizing really quickly, or at least some sort of author mm -hmm. uh, yeah, authorial intent. So, uh, and the fact that you've mentioned that it's, you know, uh, it's created from a, uh, an indigenous uh, person from the, yeah, a uh, person from the indigenous community, yeah, would probably lend itself to um, a lot of pointed, uh, a, a lot of opinions, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a there's there's a, a video game poster for a fighting game called Leftist Infighting, which I think is great. There's <laughs> like there's such good posters Ooh. in this game that like describe the state of the world that I that like I it feels like this game you know is 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 my perspective mm -hmm. in a lot of in mm -hmm. not in all ways but in a lot of ways mm -hmm. it represents mm -hmm. a lot of my anger and frustration mm -hmm. with the world mm -hmm. that's why i love it but it's also so hard like it's just it is a gross nasty place in in some ways and and we'll back it off in a second okay. but it's just like yes this does feel like the end of the world and this is how it would happen is you know now that climate change is so bad that there's destruction everywhere mm -hmm. then then kaiju are coming out of the sea and the media is telling you it's not a big problem and don't worry about it. And then uh, the UN is now occupying your land. There's a lot of like land occupation commentary around all this. And then uh, everything is like hyper-capitalistic. So it's like your problems can be solved by purchasing our services is, is like the vibe of, of everything. And, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a VR, there's VR people who are just mm -hmm. like in that days that, you know, I participate in, mm -hmm. in a surface level by playing overwatch and right, right. I'm not in VR, but it's just like two steps removed. It's like, it's yeah. It's just yeah. like a lot of yeah. the way that I feel and like all of the, the terrible feelings and there's goodness in engaging in that. And there's badness. Um, that, you know, it can be tiresome. Um, so I know you're not finished with the game yet, but do you know what direction? Like, do you do you know what's going to happen next? No, it's all environmental storytelling. So I bet it's not a happy ending, and I bet it's I bet the ending is vague and complicated, just like the story premise. The thing, okay, so the thing that backs it off from being like total doom and gloom is that it's very chill it's chill vibes there's no hmm. urgency except for the little timer which i really don't like yeah but it's uh like lo-fi beats are playing on in the background oh. you have all of this freedom to well this is why i don't like the timers because you have all of this freedom to adjust the the options on your photograph you've got like a little tiny photoshop mm -hmm. in the game mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you can like make your photograph look really nice but all the time that you're spending on that is is ticking away from the timer which i'm sure is some commentary but like I'd rather enjoy playing the game and do the story at my own pace than feel like there's this like beeping thing going down. And I know that means that there's replay value, fine, whatever. But I just really think that those two, two aspects of the game really grind against each other. The idea that like photography is cool and you can express yourself however you want and do whatever you want and do it in 10 minutes, which is, of course, how society makes you feel all the time is 
hey, you have the weekend to do whatever you want, do whatever you want, but make sure it's done in 48 hours because you got to get back to what's really important, which is keeping this capitalist yep. ship. Time coming. is money. Yeah. Huh. Uh, really good game. Really good game. I'm enjoying okay. it. Okay. It gets, it gets the Taylor seal of approval. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to play more. I'm excited. Okay, okay, okay. Do, do you have a sense as to, like, where it's... Well, not, not this is not the same question I'm asking, but, like, how long is the game? Or you don't know what uh, the... It feels short. This like okay. this is definitely made by one person, Veselkov, Veselkov V-E-S-L-L-K-O-V, mm -hmm. and that might be a developer name. I don't know. Um, it, f it has the feelings of being made by a small team. So I don't assume... It couldn't be more than eight hours okay. at the most. Yeah. Okay. It's probably four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's 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 messages. Its themes are vast. It's uh, or at least mm -hmm. yeah, and prescient or not prescient. They're 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 timely. So, but maybe they are prescient. But the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a lot, and I haven't finished it, so so it's ongoing. Okay. But the other, I just want to like, I, it sounds really doomy and gloomy, mm -hmm. but there are. You have friends in this, so like your friends are there, and you can make them change their poses, and you can like, you're still a photographer. You're still engaging in, oh. in the fun parts of photography, okay. and there's a bit of like, it's the end of the world, but eh, you know, might let's well, have a party. Yeah, kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Might as well. There's a little bit of that. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's uh, Umarangi Generation. Umarangi Generation. Game. Just came out on Switch. Okay, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. It reminded me of, you know, I mean, it's it's been uh, at least, yeah, on this side of the world, and I think for, for us culturally, the uh, photography uh, has such a, uh, an integral, um, poignant kind of part in uh, the remembrance of um, one particular, oh, gosh, it's not a holiday, but it's just a, <laughs> it's just a really... Uh, strange uh important day in american history which uh, was last weekend september 11th and uh I, I was there was something uh circulating on i think it was uh cbs sunday morning or something like that where um okay and like this is this is the worst possible thing you could talk about but like the uh journalistic photos of the day itself uh, yeah. including but not limited to the images of folks uh leaping and jumping to their deaths yeah and yeah. uh it was such a uh, i mean they, they like content warning right all throughout and they was trying to be really sensitive to uh the uh, right to, to the depiction the representation of that very dire and uh horrifying moment uh out of many horrifying moments and i couldn't help but i mean of course they talk about how that one there's one of these photos that that's taken you know with the, with the falling man um and elton john purchased that photo what yeah yeah look look this what? up taylor look this uh, elton per wait yeah uh, uh -huh. wait first of all you can transact money of a photography of someone's death doesn't shouldn't that raise a lot of alarms uh, about society well, it's like well what the J elton john uh, what? yeah I, I just i uh i feel like my brain short-circuited and i like yeah yeah um and i had so many um there the the shock and awe and anger that i felt in that moment <laughs> 
uh, and and of course this is you know this is uh, I don't know brings into questions about like journalistic intent and what is you know what is ownership what is art yeah um, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah and the fact that also somebody would pay or rather sell uh, yeah I don't know. <sighs> Okay, so now Elton John. Yeah, Elton. I mean, I mean, like, has this photograph? Is it is it framed on his mantle? You betcha. Like, it's somewhere. It's like, like you know. And what do you do? What with do this you do with this? And it? why is it so important? And he's, you know, I mean, it, like, it is so evocative. It is, um, right. Uh, it's it's sort of shattering, and yet, like, why? Right. It's it for me. It's like you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And, um, I don't know. I just, I kind of just shook my head for the rest of the program, uh, because yeah. I understand. Well, okay. Well, I don't know. Hit, well, what's your take? Well, I'm thinking, I'm trying to, to go to the other side because mm-hmm. my immediate reaction is this is gross and dumb. And like, mm-hmm, why are we doing mm-hmm, this? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so now I'm trying to justify it. And I, I think, I think there, there's like the grossness of like the visual of somebody dying and i think that's just inherent and like uh that's just coming with the territory and buckle up okay and then there's like the journalistic intent of it is like nobody i don't like that photographer didn't set up for that shot right i assume that was just like yeah like it had a camera something i knew was important to take a picture like yeah and then why yeah i don't know I don't know. I just have a lot of weird thoughts, and and so many that I just go. I don't have to have an opinion on this. I'm not going to get to the bottom of this. No, this is yeah, not, I, it's just something I don't I understand. Think doesn't isn't going to change mm-hmm, the world. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's not going to. If I meet Elton John, I might bring it up, but yeah, <laughs> but then I'll have, it'll, it might not be the first question either. No, I, I would. It would. Um, I I wouldn't put it first in the uh, set of icebreakers that you have prepared for Elton John. <laughs> um, it would probably be like, oh man, your hands are really strong, sir. Yeah, yeah. Like I, <laughs> I bet he's got like you're gripping those hands. those eighty eight keys yeah. for for life. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I would ask like, what else does he own? Like you know, something from Liberace or like you know, like that would be the least. Yeah, not well, yeah. yeah but um yeah I, I i've been thinking a lot about um both for me personally but i i, I would say around this time of year uh about remembering things and about uh and about how we commemorate and honor and uh show respect um how nationalism is sort of wrapped up in mm-hmm. that uh right it's it's because I mean, you can do it wrong because you like, oh yeah it's just crazy totally you can grieve wrong <laughs> yes yes you can <laughs> under this country um yep. and it's uh it's funny i mean and the, and the gestures by yeah by which we we uh sort of operate and uh coerce people to grieve uh, some would say that kneeling during the national anthem is its own form of recognizing grief, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. um, or at least that, I'll, I'll say I'll say I'll speak for myself, right? Like I would think that that's that's a that's a form of it's a, it's it's grief and grievance. Uh, yeah, but the the policing I feel like that goes on. Um, and oh, also let the, like the. the, the how in turn it's a really interesting kind of punctuation that like 9-11 the 20th anniversary of 9-11 is happening while the united states is pulling out 
Afghan refugees and the rest of the, yeah, you know, and yeah. the American people, you know, and so it's just this mixed, unsettling bag that um, I haven't really been able to, like, I guess I have, sit, I've had been sitting with it uh, and we're getting, I'm getting a lot of messages, but um, I don't really know how to process it correctly. And that's, I mean, the fact that I have to process it correctly is probably an issue as well. Um, so... <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. There's just a lot. There's a lot there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. To, it's hard to talk about. And there's. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I haven't really. I don't know. I, I, I'll tell you what. So I spent this weekend with a friend walking around Greenwood Cemetery in, in Brooklyn. Mm. And it was on 9-11, <laughs> which I don't we did not plan. Uh, there was a little con like we, we stumbled upon a little concert there. And uh, it was with just kind of boring minimalist music. Uh but walking amongst the graves too like it was uh there were actually a a pretty sizable spate of people that have been buried there who were who were victims of the attack and so my friend and i spent the day kind of just ca talking casually about death right and like oh what would you want to do and I, I always offered like oh i'd like to be eaten um yep. yeah but um yeah somehow like folding uh this uh, this moment in and i think all throughout was like a sense of well you know like maybe it was just the the surroundings but like oh like peace right that there is uh the uh, one's process of grief and it's it's probably super securitous it's not uh yeah and again i, I wouldn't i wouldn't know right I, I guess we're all experiencing our own form of grief but that particular one is so distinct and just uh, uh yeah i feel yeah. like i feel like sometimes we're told that like america doesn't have a death culture or a culture around or or the west or however you want to describe whatever our shared experiences is that we don't have a, a process for for dealing with death but i don't think that's actually true i think we do have i mean look we have graveyards like we we recognize that death is important we we have memorials to mm -hmm, these things mm -hmm, we have mm -hmm. i don't have days off or anything uh we we have some sense of remembrance for terrible tragedies so i don't think that's an entirely true i but i it's clear that i don't think we deal with it this i don't think we deal with it well yeah either, like it, know? it's not necessarily death phobic but it's death mm -hmm. It's um, it misplaces perhaps the way, uh, maybe a healthy way of or of coping or dealing with death, right? You know, we'll build foundations and we'll, um, or maybe we'll build a building or some or set a scholarship in somebody's name. And sometimes that can be really, you know, uh, that that's 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 super supportive. That's that's giving back in somebody's memory. Um, or yeah, we'll 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 have a day, but. Um, yeah, I guess it's just, you know, brings into question, you know, what's, uh, uh, what really works and, and what's, uh, sort of the, the most culturally acceptable thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't, uh, I can't imagine mm -hmm, what mm -hmm, a, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm lucky enough to not have too many deaths around me and not really have to grapple with that too much, but I don't know what a uh, healthy or normal, I, I don't know. We're, we're always trying to put things into good and bad boxes. So I, it doesn't really work. Life doesn't work like that. It's more nuanced than good or bad or finished or not done or, 
yeah i don't i don't know it's yeah i don't that's something to I, I don't know to ponder yeah yeah <laughs> um or uh, i guess yeah until we need to deal with it right and then i guess well, well, you just deal with it. What does dealing with it mean? I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it just it takes. The only way to not deal with it would be to cause more death. So, like, mm. <laughs> maybe we're not dealing with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> as, yeah. As a society, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'm convinced. Okay. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, if you're um, if you're like a a pompous medium writer, you want to write an article, you would say like, oh, America's just a baby on the world scale so like grappling with death isn't in the uh in the capability of something so young but mm -hmm. uh we have but i don't think that's true yeah that's like, that's that's uh, uh i i wouldn't grade america, america on a curve it. right like it's it's done a lot of uh awful and yeah uh wonderful awesome well not wonderful like like but like all right like you know all inspiring large. right large <laughs> impactful yeah. impact considerable yeah. right yes. uh feats and uh yeah i don't want to be yeah. around to sort of make some sort of end end judgment on it right i think there's there's i'm, I'm not the person to to, to do it right I, I, or rather i do it every day but it's not going to be the last word uh yeah yeah, yeah. I remember thinking like, oh, living next to the cemetery would be a really good part of living in New York City. And now I've decided like, it's nice, um, but I don't know how I feel about living next to a cemetery. Because uh, even though it is a public space, um, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's scenic, and it's quiet, it's very, very quiet. We saw a bald eagle. We saw a bald Whoa. eagle on 9-11. That's really cool. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, That's I kid really, you really not. Cool. It was really, really, really cool. <laughs> Um, uh, bald eagle, just as, uh, yeah. just a you know, quick aside. Species saved by regulation, 1975 Clean Air and Water Act. Just, just saying, Whoa. just saying. That's no, that, uh, that it's just like a you know, it's something to drop in the conversation. We wouldn't have that if uh, DDT wasn't regulated. I'm just saying that there's good regulations yeah. that protect people and 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 symbols and very important things mm -hmm, that we all mm -hmm, love. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the corporations won't do that, and you have to do that with something else. Yeah. What will it okay, take? Sorry, go no, ahead. no, 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 no. I saw a lot. <laughs> Back to you, Ryan, yeah, in the graveyard. Yeah, yeah, in the graveyard, I saw a lot of nests, and it was yeah. Um, and I don't know. It felt like uh, a really nice place, and yet something that I wouldn't want to just like accessorize, right? Like I wouldn't. Um, mm. It wasn't something that I would want to disturb very often. It seemed like more of like yeah. a pilgrimage to go there as opposed to just something with you know. It's it's not like my corner bodega um yeah, yeah 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 so i've been really interrogating as of late like the i don't know the like the actual need to uh converse and like and, and liaise with death as opposed to conversing and liaising with the aesthetics of death right uh okay. does that does that make sense can you can you separate the two like what what do you mean? Well, you're I, gonna wear a, a black robe and a hooded no, thing and pretend you're the green. No, I'm not Kim Kardashian. That's like your aesthetic. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, like, no, but I think like oh yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. No, I I, I guess it's like I would um, you know, am I into this creepy stuff? Because I'm into this creepy stuff, and I know I've like articulated like why I'm interested in in really you know I want to I'm seeing it as a, as a service. I'm seeing death care as um, a form of connecting with people, and of course dealing with my own deeply rooted psychological problems. But um, 
yeah, can I somehow divorce that from, you know, it's it, like, I, I'm not just witchy, right? I'm not just like Halloween-y, like it's, um, it's, it's actually tied to service. Uh, and I've been okay, thinking, okay. I, well, I've been thinking a lot about this because remember how, and I don't know if we, sh if I shared this last, but, uh, I was talking to somebody who was kind of starting this, uh, uh, death care related, uh, like service and then eventually a, you know, brick and mortar center. And they want me to be on the board and, uh, which is really, really exciting. And I think could really be a new, uh, like, uh, it, it would mean for me embarking on something like a totally new field and that's something I'd really want to learn about. And at the same time, uh, I don't know if that certain transactional matter and like, like, do I want, like, by having that on my resume or by having that like feather in my cap, is that really the way I want to go about it? Like, it's just like, it's, it's like, how involved do what I... Are the, uh... Yeah, I mean, I just like what are other ways that you would engage with death care and culture? Like, yeah, what are yeah, the, what like some other I guess things? going to school, right? Like, I guess I'm just sort of like uh, questioning the authenticity and I guess the passiveness, right? And maybe it's because of my experience mm -hmm. of like, okay, well, I've been on a board before, and it's like no one wants to work, right? They want to make decisions, right? Yeah, Turnkey yeah. decisions and, you, and get the credit for the decision. Get the credit, had, but not do the work. Maybe write the yeah, like yeah, maybe maybe and then writing a check can be work. I get that, right? But I'm looking at all the stuff and I'm like, uh, okay. it involves like, it involves the same sort of thing as well as writing a check, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really feel like doing that. So maybe that's what I've already made my decision. There you go. Right? Yeah. There you go. Uh, Set it. There you go. I know. All right, welcome to therapy. I know, right, I know. You got it out. Yeah, thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks for giving me the no, no, for giving me the permission. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like I just uh, you know, death is cool. I just don't, I don't, I don't know how it's for me yet. I don't think I need to sort of like pigeon like what's the word, uh, shoehorn it into being for me, it being for me. But uh, yeah, um. I don't know if I'm ready to serve it, and I don't think it's ready to serve me yet. So I don't, all a weird, okay. uh, yeah, long-handed way of saying, I don't want to live by the cemetery. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's a great transition because I'm also looking for places. Okay. And I was looking at a, a flat near a police station, and like I didn't Ooh. know when I was going there, but I'm like, do I want to live adjacent to a police station? Because... I mean, look, whatever you think about police or cops or if, is, is this a safer place to be? Is it a more dangerous place to be? And like, there's just a lot to unpack there. And I was like, maybe I don't want to live across from a police station. Like, what, yeah. what does that do for me? Yeah, what does that do for you? I mean, if, if you want to feel safe, which is a loaded word and, and yes. yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, it's... I don't know. You have to think, I mean, if, if you have grown up in a community that has often been policed, right? And if, mm -hmm. you know, and the, I mean, the police, like, uh, there's this term of, you know, we need the police to be the community and the community to be the police, right? It, it sort of emulates this symbiotic relationship between the two where they both co like peacefully coexist, but more importantly, they work together, right, to... Uh, stabilize the community right not as just an accountability measure right for each other but as a way of supporting each other um i've always thought of this as 
kind of like a hackneyed political term, right? Or way, or, and I've heard, and I say this because like, um, a funder has used this to, uh, justify, right, massive engagements in, um, public safety and programming. Okay, well, okay. There's a lot of I, there's a lot of phrases being thrown around here. Yeah. So I don't know. What, I need to be more specific. No, no, no. Here. Yeah. You're saying that that okay. There's a phrase that the the police need to be the community and that the community need to be the police. Like, okay, way to say nothing about uh, anything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that's what I wanted to clear yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. a whole lot of nothing, and um, I think it's a uh, it, it's a botched attempt to um mandate or yeah or to justify police being in the community rather than the community having the resources to not need uh public public safety right um around Mm -hmm. and i've um i mean i don't know to your point like if if that doesn't serve you then uh yeah i mean I think I made my decision. It was yeah. one of those things where I was like, I'm going to, I'm walking into this place knowing mm-hmm. I'm not going to take mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. why am I still here? And it's like, well, cause it would be rude to be like, Hey, I'm outside, but I don't want to live here. Bye. Bye. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Just a weird, weird thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. uh, and yet I, is, is that like what you're going to be thinking about from now on? Like what sort of things, like, I mean, because uh, I guess you don't. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah, yeah. You don't think about it until I you, until you actually... enjoy the neighborhood, yeah. and I don't want a, a thing that I don't like in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I, I will say to the the credit, <laughs> I really like the really ugly, brutalist police building. Like it is really angular and square in a way that <laughs> it's is a like Soviet right on the nose. Building. It's, it's right it's, on the. It's yeah, it's a Soviet. It's a KGB it looks very office. I'm like, interesting, uh, really interesting architectural choice you guys made. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know how I would feel about a modernist or, you know, some sort of yeah, like... exactly. Or like a green eco police office yeah. with like open glass. Every... Actually, I probably would like if the police had... <laughs> everybody could see into the police station and that would probably be a safer policing mm. building than a mm. totally a, blacked out. A like literally no transparent to police station. A, a reverse panopticon is what ooh, I'm going for. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, yes, yes. The community looks at the, yes. Um, a zoo. Honestly, just the police should be in a zoo, right? Yeah, yes. A zoo. Yeah. A zoo. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, the community is the police and the police, police are the, the community <laughs> it's simple <laughs> i uh have we talked about like i mean i guess we're looking for places and i don't want to be a gentrifier yeah i don't think we've talked directly we never really opened that up uh-huh. i've thought about that of course you know yeah i've, I've yeah, I've bit, I've done that because I have to have a place to live, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, there's nowhere mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. affordable yeah <laughs> to live in a city. Yeah, I I mean I'm, I'm doing my research, and yet I also don't know like it's you know what what's uh, what specific actions would I need to take to um I I, I guess uh leave like defer to the folks who have always lived there right which i don't maybe is like an arbitrary like 
calculus of like well you know who's lived there and what exactly does it mean to be like a a resident of a place right what's you know i i i would wax poetic on this in pittsburgh for a while because like it's what is what is the time right and what what sort of codes do you need to speak and neighborhoods do you need to know and rituals do you need to have gone through to somehow simulate that you are a, a native or at least a um, a worthy transplant and it's uh uh yeah it's 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 all bum it doesn't make any sense and uh and also the color of my skin does not um help so uh yeah, yeah, I mean, I I don't know, man. Yeah, that, I don't know either. I, if it's... you're moving anywhere, it's gonna be an act of privilege, you know. Absolutely. If you move to the woods, that's also a privilege. Mm-hmm. And if you move to a rich neighborhood, that's a privilege. And if you move to a neighborhood that's being gentrified, that's a privilege. I don't know. I don't think it's something that can be solved with individual action. I think it's something mm. that can be solved with uh, societal action. That's the safe, uh, safe non-answer. Yeah, yeah, right. All communities should be affordable and have the ability to yeah, move. I, yeah. No, I, I will. I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I, I think that's a, that's an anxiety that's been creeping up as I'm moving out of here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Well, hope that anxiety dies down. <laughs> it'll just be replaced with something else Taylor. it just goes up and up and up yeah, yeah you just i yeah. just get more and more anxious yeah. i don't know i don't know i think the only way out of this is to just like i don't know Not be a little hermit on the seaside or something that's yeah i know that's a romanticized white guy thing mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm, darn mm-hmm. if that doesn't seem increasingly more appealing yeah yeah i maybe you could start this boutique service of you know folks who want to just exile themselves right like just create their own little private islands and they get all their basic needs um so yeah uh what if there's people already on those islands (laughs) as has been the case historically (laughs) Ooh. uh okay shut it down it's not it's not gonna work yeah yeah yeah, exactly no no service no no, no commercialization of colonization nope 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 yeah no it's not not startup worthy yeah 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 um (laughs) uh ryan always a pleasure to to do this every week look forward to it every week um hope you have a wonderful week and i'll talk to you next week sounds good taylor the pleasure's all mine Mm, bye